If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, one and all. This is Randy Andrews, and you are listening to the Soundtrack Alley podcast. Enjoy! Getting with you today, we're going to talk about Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. This is the first Soundtrack Alley podcast. I'm very excited. Woohoo! Yeah. Today, uh, we're going to take you on a journey. My name is Randy Andrews. This is my wife, Haley. Hi. (laughs) This week, I thought we could focus on a classic theme. It means like a classic score from an older film that, you know, we, we both like and Um, I'm going to start here with uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about this one because this has been a favorite movie of mine ever since I I think I first saw it about 20 years ago. Um, That would have meant I was about tween age probably. And that was about the time that I became sort of obsessed with all things Civil War in general. That has just sort of expanded into a love of history in general. I think that Gone with the Wind is, you you don't have to be from the South to appreciate it. I, I believe that it's part of the American story, and it's just, it's just a darn good love story. My, my edition of Gone with the Wind, my printed edition, it has an introduction, and it quoted Margaret Mitchell, and she said that, she wrote about some people who had gumption and people who didn't. And I think that really sums up the movie. That's really awesome. I know when I was doing research for Gone with the Wind, it talked about Max Steiner being the composer Mm -hmm. and that he had made this composition three hours long. Mm -hmm. It was a three-hour I mean, it's essentially the entire movie, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would be hard-pressed to think of many scenes that didn't have a, a score running in the background, sometimes faintly, but mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. So uh, what is the real plot of Gone with the Wind? Well, it's really a story of survival on the part of the protagonist, which is Scarlett O'Hara, and she's a really fascinating character because... I think she's sort of like opera. Either you really like her or you really don't. And it's it's hard to find that in-between place. I know you said before that you don't really care for her. Um, and, I mean, and that's okay. That's There are there will be people who, who like her and other people who don't. She's very a very fiery 
sort of person. And there are a lot of things to admire about her, but along with that, there are a lot of things that maybe you can take away as a lesson that you you wouldn't want to do this in your own life. <laughs> so set against the context of the Civil War and the Reconstruction afterward in Georgia, um, it, it really, her character works and it helps to tell the story of of the Civil War through her eyes. So. That's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see you have a book in front of you. What really stood out to you to be a part of the film? Well, I thought it was kind of interesting because there were a few things that I ran across when I was doing some research on this. There was an experience that Vivian Lee had given about she was really cast at the last moment. They had a lot of trouble finding Scarlet, and she was sort of thrown into it um, in the sense that I believe they had started filming, and they the, the first scene that they shot was the uh, Atlanta burning, or, or at least that's the one that she attended. If you've seen the film, y- you know the one I'm talking about. Um, it's, it's basically Scarlett, Rhett, Melanie, her baby, and, um, oh gosh, what's her name? <laughs> um, Miss, er, uh, Prissy, uh, making their escape from Atlanta as, as the Southerners are blowing up, the army is blowing up their reserve supplies in Atlanta because then the, the Yankees are coming in. It's a scene with a lot of visual impact um, in the sense that it's mostly done in silhouettes and uh, because it takes place at night. So I guess Vivian Lee was there while they were shooting the scene and um, I believe it was David O. Selznick was struck by how she, how much she looked like uh, Scarlett O'Hara, as was described in the novel, mm. and she really, really does. If you if mm-hmm. you read the novel, you you it's it's not difficult to picture uh, Vivian Lee as Scarlett O'Hara. I thought that was kind of interesting because it helped. In some ways, it it sort of mimicked Scarlett's character, who was a very spoiled sixteen-year-old girl uh, thrown into this very adult situation of um, she became uh, a wife and uh, in in the book a mother and a, a widow uh, all in quick succession actually she was a widow before she was a mother so hmm. um, it, it helped her get into her character I think hmm. well because that's totally different from the movie in a way it actually is actually in the book Scarlett has um, Three children. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And in the movie, she only has one. Mm-hmm. Bonnie by Red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's really interesting. I have found that, like some of the research, it talked about the first release of the soundtrack mm-hmm. was back in the fifties. That it was ten years. It was over ten years from the release of in nineteen thirty nine, and then. Sony reissued it in 1990 to expand the score and adding like incidental music and things mm-hmm. like that and it ne- it didn't work for the most part and so they had to go back to the original soundtrack material mm-hmm. and bring out a lot of the original recordings uh, to make it fit 
mm-hmm. for a modern marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so now you have soundtracks that are released that ha- are digitally remastered and it helps expand your like feeling for the film mm-hmm. because of the different themes that are involved. Yeah. Um, something else that I thought was interesting in my research, just going back to the casting of the characters and and uh, that sort of thing, um, Clark Gable was the number one choice, um, but they actually really thought that they were going to get Errol Flynn. They thought that F- Errol Flynn would be the most like likely um, one that they would actually end up getting. It's it's funny because there is um, an area where I read uh, some of Clark Gable's experiences, especially with the casting, and it's funny you, us looking back on it right now. From this point, I mean, it, it's an he's an icon, and you know I've seen his other films as well. Um, but so so many of us just he has become immortalized as Rhett Butler, mm-hmm. but he really, really fought it. it. In fact, it sounds like it's just scared the willies out of him, <laughs> the thought of playing Rhett, because the book had only been out for, I think, what, two or three years, probably. I mean, it was it was new. It was published in the 30s. It seemed like everybody had read the book, and he said that even his friends were coming up to him and telling him that he should play Rhett Butler because he's he just... He, he was a, a personification of that character and you got a sense of his should we say humility or at least his they call it he was down to earth mm-hmm. and that he wanted to do a good job and he eventually gave into and said yes I will go ahead and do this he was worried that he was not going to be able to live up to the Red Butler that was in everybody else's expectations so <laughs> of course we know that he did an absolutely wonderful job at least I think he did mm-hmm. but yeah. um, <laughs> well and then he's pretty much immortalized on movie posters mm, and yeah things like that it's like ah oh, it's Rhett Butler mm-hmm. you know it's Clark Gable but did you have any other thoughts or there was one here I'm trying to remember um I think it was I thought it was where, um, that was in Vivian Lee's stuff, um, but I'm not exactly sure where it was, but it was, it was, um, when they were filming the scene where he had to take her up the staircase, he had to carry her up. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many takes that it took to finally <laughs> get it right, but I guess the film crew kind of played a joke on them in that, um, after they got the final take they didn't tell them that that was the take that they really wanted and so they said okay let's do it one more time and so (laughs) he picked her up and carried her up and then everybody said oh that was just an extra we just had a bet that you wouldn't do it (laughs) so (laughs) i got a kick out of that one that is really funny yeah well this has been really enjoyable to get together and talk about this music um I, what I'd like to do is share this uh, the Tara's theme mm-hmm. um, because in my research for the soundtrack, uh, the producers tried to clean up the soundtrack with different filters and 
sound processing and it made it easier to conduct and um, you mean like um modern when they res- like restored yep. it okay yep. well that would and make sense it, it yeah. made it a lot easier to where <laughs> they didn't have to make any re-recording of that original theme that's nice. I mean... It's nice th- that they were able to preserve that. Exactly. And so the sound's less ragged than in earlier versions that mm-hmm. it may have been in. Um, Rhino Records had reissued it in 1996 and improves mm-hmm. it even further. It adds to the terms of, like, just clarity. Yeah, I remember the first time that I watched it, which it was of course, um, VHS, and we had rented it from the video store, so it had probably been played many, many times, but it, you, in, in, uh, in that particular one, I, I remember that the, the violin stood out quite a bit, and you didn't mm-hmm. really get a, a sense of the underlying depth of the theme. Yeah, so... That's nice. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I found the score to be really standing on its own. Mm-hmm. It, it you can listen to it and enjoy it for what it is. It has multiple different themes. Yeah, I think the soundtrack sampler mm-hmm. uh, for the seventieth anniversary with the Blu-ray. Yeah, um, it has one on there. Uh, I think it's something about autumn, or <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but it was really a unique piece along with the different. Of like various pieces on it. Just to conclude, uh, Gone with the Wind, you can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a digitally remastered form. There's a soundtrack out there that is not by Max Steiner, but it's a re-release of all the music. Mm-hmm. You don't want that one because mm-hmm. it's not the exact soundtrack. I mean, it's like if you want the real soundtrack, you want to get it through the Max Steiner version okay okay. and then um you can find it for like 12 bucks on Mm -hmm. amazon and then uh it also is available on mp3 Mm -hmm. Uh, so people that do a lot of digital music can enjoy it that way and for those others that enjoy itunes they can get it on there as well uh but that's it for all that that i can add right now um unless you want to add anything else i guess i'm i'm such a book nerd that i mean this it's an incredible film and it's 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 hard to imagine it being done any other way if if you haven't read the book um i would watch the movie first because it they really did get the characters very very spot on but if you haven't read the book do read the book because it is there's a there's a reason why it's a it's a a piece of classic literature, um, it, y- you, you will understand the story even better and, um, have, have an appreciation for the characters, really more so than just, just reading the movie. They go, they go well together. Let me put it that way. Oh, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. So. And when you're reading the book, you can listen to the soundtrack. Yes. Yes, you can. So mm-hmm. next time, uh, I, we're gonna take a journey with, um, the movie Lawrence of Arabia. Ooh, and another so, good one. Yeah, so that's next time on Soundtrack Alley, the podcast, and I hope you all have enjoyed it. And in closing, we'll give the Tara's theme and show you how that theme is 
and you can find it anywhere. And that's it. All right. Take care. Until next time. Bye-bye.